The next speaker, you may know her from her amazing building right down the road, the 224, 224 Farmington Avenue. If I started talking about what they do there, we'd be here all night. Um, please, if you have any chance to visit that facility and look into what they offer, everything from dance to yoga, poetry, so much more. There's amazing things happening there. So I'm honored to have on our stage tonight, Reverend Shelley Best. Hi, my name's Shelley, and up to a month ago, as a minister, I was terrified asking for money. <laughs> it's amazing that you can end up in a profession and there's some key skills you're supposed to have. And yet for me, I was feeling this tremendous knot every time I had to ask for money. So I had to really get in touch with what was going on with me. So about a month ago, I spent some time thinking. And I realized that it started in 1971. I was a daddy's girl. I spent my time with my dad, and we'd have these deep conversations about social justice and how we were going to change the world. And then I was only like two years old, but he would have these like deep conversations with me. <laughs> And I know that he was having those conversations with me because he'd be going to these groups about social justice and I'd be standing on the seat of the car with my hands on the dashboard. That's how I know I was a little person at the time. But then things went on and eventually my parents went through a hard spot because my mother was a very depressed human being. Back in those days, it was common for people who were depressed to have electric shock therapy down in Newtown. So it wasn't uncommon for my mother to go away for a little while and she'd come back and she'd be like catatonic, depressed, miserable. My mother was a miserable woman. So at a certain point, my parents reached a place where they decided to get a divorce. My father packed up on a rainy day and he moved away and me and my younger sister Sharon were left with my very depressed mother. My mother was miserable every single day, and she was even more miserable because my father had left her even though she hated him. <laughs> and so as little kids, we had to try to cope with this reality. So my mother would spend most of the time in the bed, just catatonic, chain-smoking Salem cigarettes. And the only time she would get out of bed was when she would actually come downstairs to watch Truth or Consequences with Bob Barker. Anybody remember that show? And so one of the things that I would really look forward to was my time away from my mother with my father. And so those weekends would come, and it was like a date with daddy where me and my younger sister would dress up, and we put on certain outfits so we could spend time with dad. And dad was a very traditional divorce kind of father where he would take us to museums and take us to activities. The fun stuff happened with dad, and then we'd go back to the misery with my depressed mother. One thing happened along the way that made it really hard in that there was always an ongoing conflict between my mother and my father. So when we go away on these weekends, my mother would say to us, all right, so you're going to go spend some time with your father. Don't get too carried away. And we didn't get the child support check this week, so you got to ask your father for the check. <laughs> like, I'm all excited to have this time with dad, but i got to ask for the check. 
So we're out on a daddy-daughter date, and I'm like there with dad enjoying my time and feeling all this tension because I got to figure out a way to like break into this time and say, hey, dad, you got the alimony check, you got our child support? And so we'd be out in this time, and I'd have to break in and find just the right time to say it because I knew no matter what, I had to come home with that check. I could not come home without the check. I'm the child. I'm only like seven years old, but I got to come home with that check and bring it to mommy or she's going to be miserable. So I'd go on these daddy-daughter dates, and I'd be sitting there wondering, like, when should I ask for the check? Should I ask it, like, when I first get in the car? Should I ask it when we're at dinner? Should I ask it before dessert? When should I ask for the check? And then I'd find a random time to say, hey, daddy, we didn't get the alimony check this week, and we need the child support. Can you give us the check? And then immediately my father would, like, flare up. Your mother's using you to ask for the check again. I can't stand the fact that she's doing this. And as a child, I felt all this tension and angst around asking for money. About a month ago, I was meeting with one of my coaches who was talking to me about what I'm doing at the 224, and I'm doing great work, and we're creating a new community. And he's saying to me, I told you to vision and dream and try to do bigger things and not edit yourself. What's holding you back from asking? Spend a little time to get in touch with what's going on with you. And I said, And I pondered, and I realized that in my early experiences with money, I learned from my mother that money was something that was a way to deal with your desperation. Money was a thing that if you didn't have it, you're going to die, you're going to suffer, you're not going to make it. Money was a thing that was out of her control and her power because my mother never had a job on her own. And what I learned from my father about money is that money is something that can be held over somebody. Money is something that you can put in somebody's face. Money is something that you could ruin a night, a day, or a moment if you asked for money. So those were my early lessons of money, and I realized this when I went to my coach and I said, you know what? I realized that I have trauma in my life when it comes to asking for money, and I've got to get over it. And I realized that my trauma about money, it wasn't really about money itself. My trauma about money was mommy and daddy. And every time I ask somebody for a donation or a contribution, it's not mommy and daddy. It's just money. And so it was suddenly a release, and I decided to test this thing out. So about a month ago, I knew that I needed internet in our building. We had gotten a donation to bring it up to the building, but I had to pay for access points, and I needed $10,000 in a week. So I cast the net, asked 20 friends, and within 20 days, I had $10,000 and internet installed. Yes, I've been marked for life but for a greater good. Reverend Shelley Best. Not only is she a remarkable artist as well, but she has great taste. One of our previous uh, speakers, Andre Rochester, uh, had a show at the 224. So anyway, thank you. That's beautiful.